Saving Thousands is brought to you in part by RP Funding. RP Funding is licensed and can offer loans in Alabama, Florida, Kentucky, North Carolina, Oklahoma, and Tennessee, and is also licensed by the Mississippi Department of Banking and Consumer Finance. Office is located at 500 Winderley Place, Suite 300, Maitland, Florida, 32751. Telephone 321-397-4420. RP Funding's nationwide mortgage licensing system ID number is 70168, and Robert Palmer's MLS ID number is 76197. We're saving thousands with Robert Palmer right here on the Saving Thousands Radio Network. Do we have an exciting show for you today? And most of all, it's consumer empowerment. We are going to walk you through some easy steps to empower you so that at the end of the week, you've got more money in your pocket. At the end of the month, you've got a lot more money in your pocket and in your investments and in the bank. And the fact is, the times, the days of you getting to Wednesday in the week and saying, well, I've run out of money, but I haven't run out of week, those days are over. That stops today. Your consumer empowerment begins with Robert Palmer. And we've got a super show lined up for you. First, I want to tell you the topics. We'll talk about credit card tips today and how you can become the master of your credit cards and not the other way around. We'll talk about the importance of doing this radio show in the life of Robert Palmer, where you see whether it's savings or credit cards or credit scores, loans of any type, building your financial wealth. That's what Robert Palmer is all about. He's built some very successful companies, and now it's important to him to give back and actually pay for this airtime. You will see that Robert and his organization have not gone out to try to get commercials during our show. Now, of course, some radio stations will put in commercials, but, you know, they've got to run their business. But we don't ask for commercials on our shows because we just want to fill it with information just for you. And we'll talk about that. We'll talk about the problem with part-time mortgage people that'll get you on the hook. You'll go to them. You'll be in their stable to get your mortgage. You'll find out that they're probably out at the ball game or on the lake fishing or something and not giving 100% of their time to get the job done. A lot more coming up on the show today. But Robert, first of all, people are carrying some big, big balances on those credit cards at a very high interest rate. And we've got to figure out a way for them to fix that. Yeah, well, well, yeah. What we've seen, Rob, is people are actually if pe- people have a substantial amount of credit card debt, uh, they can cash out their mortgage. They can include that in there, and they can actually drop the term of their mortgage because they can afford to pay so much more toward the mortgage. Because if you're really? paying, yeah. think about this: if you're paying five or six hundred bucks a month toward credit cards, right? And so, and that's a lot. But there are people that pay five or six hundred dollars a month toward credit there cards. Are, and so, if you have enough equity in your home, and we refinance your home, and we pay off all those credit cards, and you do the smart financial thing which is take that same five to $600 a month and now apply it toward the mortgage balance, you'll end up paying your mortgage off in half the time because the interest isn't $560 a month. It was on the credit cards at 29%, mm-hmm. but over here on a mortgage at 4% or less, it's not. And so, but if you, if wow. as a disciplined consumer, if you take all that money you used to give to the credit card companies and you discipline and you give it to the mortgage company, you can own your home free and clear in like half the time. I mean, it, it, it's crazy Ooh. how quick once you get that interest monkey off your back, once you get that interest blood-sucking vampire out of your neck, uh, how quick you can start to retire your debt, right? Mm-hmm. Because there's a huge difference between 29% interest on a credit card and 4% interest on a mortgage. And, and this is what we wow. have to understand. And this is why the credit card companies do everything they can to hide the amount of interest you are paying, mm-hmm. right? Because, again, where 29% doesn't eh, – 29%, I don't know. I, I used to get like 89% on my scores, you know, my test scores in high school and uh, – you know, and and twenty nine percent. That's that's. I guess that's. Is that a big number? Is that a low number? It seems like a low number. One hundred percent. That's a big number. Twenty nine percent. Like that's mm-hmm. that's a small. I guess that's a small. Right. We just we don't have a, a perception of how much it costs us. And when they have to show us the dollars and cents, we get smart. And they don't want us getting smart. And you you were saying in a broadcast recently that they really plant the seed early. Okay, a rite of passage. You leave high school. And you go to the big college, and all of a sudden, as Robert said a few episodes ago, you see a beautiful tent sitting in the campus by the student union, and there is a knockdown, drag out, gorgeous blonde or brunette, and she is handing out applications, usually about a five line application, for you to get your very first student credit card. And so you're starting early. And how many of you have a memory of? charging that thing up in about the first 35 days because you had all this extra money in your pocket and they catch you early because it's part of that rite of passage. I'm living by myself now. I'm not answering to my parents now. I'm in college. I get my own credit card. Yep. And look, Rob, I, I am not a proponent. I am not an advocate of not having any debt. Sure. You know, I think we have to have credit cards. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that the way society is built today, 
uh, we have to have credit. We have to have credit cards. I think we, there are times we have to have car loans. There are times when dealers and car dealerships and manufacturers will run specials where taking the 0% interest deal is better than taking the rebates. Mm-hmm. You know, So we can't be afraid of debt. We can't take this attitude that we're not going to owe anybody a dime. Because it really doesn't make good financial sense. Right. But there is a there 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 is an alternative to that. You have to be smart about it. You have uh, to be making the right decisions. If you're going to have a credit card with a 29% interest rate, that's great. You've got to pay the balance in full before the grace period ends, before the interest ever starts to accrue. And if you can do that, then there is no downside to having a credit card. There's actually positives. There's mileage. There's points. You know, there's discounts. There are things you can do. So the true powerful consumer in today's world is not the person who says, I have zero debt. It's the person who has the right kind of debt and becomes the master of that debt. Mm -hmm. And by the master of that debt, if you're going to put something on your credit card, you know you have enough money in the bank that you could pay it off. So let's look at this. So you say, okay, person A says, well, I'm just going to pay cash, right? It's easier. It is easier. You know, you can't get into trouble. You can't mess up if you're paying cash. So you just pay cash. And it's a hundred dollar item, and I just pay cash, and it's a hundred bucks, and I'm done. And then person B, they put that hundred dollar item on their American Express card, and they get a couple points, right? Or they get a couple rewards dollars, or they get a couple frequent flyer miles, or whatever it is you do with it. And uh, and then they systematically, the day the grace period ends and the day the interest would start to accrue, they then send in the hundred dollars. Okay, both people are only out the exact same hundred dollars. Right. Neither one of them has paid a dime of interest. Right. Neither one of us done any of that. Now, I will tell you, I, in my opinion, person B, who used the credit card, did the smarter transaction mm-hmm. because they got the mileage. They have better records. Right. That's one of the great things about credit cards. That's true. When you buy things with cash there, you don't have records. Some of our credit cards uh, offer extended warranties. Like, you know, there, there are ways to use credit cards to your benefit. And, and as a warrior, as a powerful consumer, right, you use these, you take advantage of these, but you do it correctly and you make sure that no matter what happens in your life, the day the grace period ends, the day the interest would, the clock would start, the day the interest would start to accrue, you pay that off. And that is the smart consumer. That is the powerful consumer, right? Mm-hmm. You've got the people that have said, I, I'm not disciplined enough to do that, so I'm just going to swear off credit altogether, oh, no. right? But then you've got people that say, you know what? I see an opportunity here. I see an opportunity to beat the system, to take advantage of the credit companies by using them to my benefit, by turning the tables, right? By using technique on the credit card companies. They've been gaming us for years. Well, guess what? We can turn around and we can game them because they think we are so stupid, Rob. They really do. They think we are so mm-hmm. stupid that they leave these opportunities open. If you use the credit card correctly, you can cost them a lot of money because you're getting <laughs> your free perks and you're getting your miles and you're getting your warranties and you get all the wonderful things that come with it. And then you never pay them a dime in interest because you know how to beat the system. You know how mm-hmm. to pay the credit card off at the right point in time so you get all the benefits with none of the costs, and that is today's powerful consumer. Well, if you just tuned in, you're saving thousands with Robert Palmer, and we've got a lot more consumer empowerment coming your way. But Robert also offers you some really cool things that we're not talking about today on the show, but you'll hear us talking about them. But one of the great tools that is absolutely free to you is the Home Value Hotline. Now, the Home Value Hotline is the best possible way for you to get the value of your home given to you absolutely free with no obligation, and it's given to you by local real estate professionals, not some computer farm out in California or out west that is simply basing the home value on recent sales in your area, square footage, and sales trends. Well, there's a lot more to determining the value of your home than that. So Robert Palmer has put together real estate professionals in all areas. And these real estate professionals have pledged to really get down to help you find the exact value. Now, they're local to you. This is not some computer farm in California. If you are living in Lakeland, Florida, maybe you live up in North Carolina, you live in Tennessee or Mississippi, we have real estate contacts in your backyard. And in as much as there's no obligation, these people aren't going to try to get a listing from you. For all they know, you simply want the information on your equity, you know, based on the fact that you may want to refi. So our home value hotline is free to you, no obligation. And the people that are giving you the value of your home, are people who set the real estate prices in your own backyard. 
See, that makes a lot of sense. They know what parts of town are hot. They know what parts of town have the best schools. They know the parts of town that are getting that new throughway or the new beltway. They know where the new shopping and entertainment areas are. That's very important to you. 866-222-8231-866-222-8231-866-222-8231. Robert, we're passionate around here, aren't we? And I know you're passionate about this radio show. Uh, and then the other thing is, Rob, so, you know, I don't know how many people know this, but so I pay for all of the radio airtime out of my pocket. Yes, sir. Right. And, and the reason I do this is if, if, and I've had offers to be what they call syndicated, right? Where now, oh, I, I can be on every station in America. All I have to do is sell my soul to the devil and be under their thumb. Uh, because what happens is it, when I buy the airtime, I am my own boss, right? We don't have any commercials. I go for 55 minutes straight here in the morning. You know, they play some commercials before us or after us, but not during us in most cases. Uh, or they get one little quick commercial break in the middle to do news, weather, and traffic. But we don't have any sponsors. I don't have anybody telling me what I can and can't say. Right? See, what happens to a lot of these radio hosts is they, they go out there with these great intentions, and they're going to they're gonna expose the secrets, and they're going to help make people make better decisions. And all of a sudden, they attack you know, maybe a big bank in America, and, and that big bank decides to call the radio station and says, well, hey, if you don't shut this guy up, we're going to pull all our advertising dollars. Well, because I buy my own airtime, I spend a ton of money with these radio stations, and no one can tell me what I can or cannot say. And so what I'm going to use the proceeds from the books for is to help pay for that and continue to grow the radio network. You know, I'm somewhere north of $2 million a year now that I'm spending uh, on airtime to get this message out there. And so in addition to, you know, buying the books here on the air in order to educate yourself, by buying the books, you will continue to support this radio network so that I can put us on more stations and continue to grow this thing uh, because all the proceeds from the books are going to go toward paying for airtime and additional airtime for the Saving Thousands radio network so we can get bigger and take the message to more people and take this movement to the next level by educating more people, empowering more people, empowering people in print, empowering people on the air, empowering people on the web. That's what this is all about for me. And again, I'm blessed in that my, my companies run themselves and do well enough in life that I can afford to spend a ton of money on radio to chase a movement and a dream that I have to change something about society. Uh, and and now, now's your chance to help. Uh, when these books come out over the next nine months, you'll be able to buy those to help support the radio network. And in addition to getting a great resource, you know, and, and having you know, my thoughts and philosophies on these topics on paper in front of you uh, so that you can take your financial ninja skills to the next level. Well, Robert, I tell you what, speaking on behalf of your entire crew, we love being a part of Saving Thousands, and we certainly do love being on the radio. I've been on the radio with Robert since, oh, seven or eight years ago, and I love the fact that each and every day that we're having fun, but we're also empowering consumers. There's no hidden agenda here. We just have a good time coming into work, recording radio shows, putting radio shows on live, and recording info modules just for you, and just having a great, great time knowing that we're providing a service, and a service that's going out to some very, very neat people. So we like you out there, and we're glad we're on this very radio station, because as Robert said, he pays for the airtime, and we research each and every radio market 16 ways to Sunday before we decide which radio station we're going to buy time on. So we like this station. We are certainly glad that uh, we're part of your day. We certainly do. Now, along the way, in that consumer empowerment mission that we have, we talk about the saving thousands rules. Well, rule number one is always shop around. You've heard Robert refer to that. You shop for your purchases. You shop for your bank. You shop for your monthly fees. Uh, rule number two is to know your numbers, know your credit score, know your home value, know the balances on all of your credit cards so you can pay those things down and know the interest rate. So always pay those higher interest rates down first, okay? Rule number three is a three-day rule, and I love that rule. When you make a decision to buy something, well, simply give it three days. Kind of wait a little bit. Don't rush out and just buy on impulse because that too often will lead to buyer's remorse. And you don't want that. So that's just three of the rules. We'll talk more as the show goes on further about the rules and about savingthousands.com. But Robert, I want to talk a little bit about one of the things that we really don't like to see out there in the industry. And that's some of these folks that make the mortgage business kind of a part-time pastime. 
uh, because what happens is the most of these mortgage guys they work from home and they just they work maybe two three hours a day depending on if they have a deal or not and it's very laid back mm. and it, it's it's not really like having a job right it's almost like having a hobby right and so you know like you sleep in and you know you have one customer going right now it's going to be a bad instead of closing two this month you're going to close one so you only got one loan to work on so it's like ah maybe I'll go play golf today. Eh, maybe I just maybe I'll go out tonight and, and uh, sleep in tomorrow because I only got one client. You know where where my my loan officers, my originators, they're in the office every day. They get here eight nine a.m. They're here till seven eight p.m. You know they're working hard for their clients. They're getting it done. And and even though I pay so much less per transaction, they're making more money be, uh, for per year uh, because the volume. You know the volume works for everybody. And, and so what happens is when when you're only closing a few deals. Those couple of deals have to cover everything. They got to cover the rent and they got to cover the crazy commission and they got to cover the, all the different layers of management. And so these companies have to go out with these really high fees and really high rates because they've got to cover all this overhead they've created for themselves. Mm-hmm. We don't have to deal with that. And volume is the solution to everything. You know, it, look, look at how much the cost of certain items have come down as they've gotten into mass production. Oh, right? yeah. I mean, we're, we're intelligent people. We can see over history how volume changes price structure across all industries. You know, look at a look at a Sam's Club versus a, a convenience store, right? You know, mm-hmm. you're going to pay considerably more at the convenience store than the than the Sam's Club. Is it really even that much more convenient? No. You know, I mean, this is what this is what all, it's just about volume. You know, they're they're selling one box out of this location. They're selling a million boxes out of this location, and so they can they can charge considerably less. And that's what we are. And so we bring volume to the mortgage industry, but we do it without having to sacrifice service. And that that was the other thing is you know people say, well, Robert, if you're not going to charge all these fees, you're not going to be able to give good service. And that was oh. that was that was crap. And so I took this to heart, and I really wanted to make sure that our service was great. And so we do these customer satisfaction surveys twice through the transaction. We base uh, our staff bonuses in the processing department on those positive customer reviews. Mm -hmm. Everyone is striving here to give a great level of service. And the funny thing is, we actually will give better service than the guy doing one or two a month because he's not focused. You know, he's he's not working full time. You know, when he's out on the golf course because he didn't have any loans to work on that day, He's not there to take your calls. He's not there to work on your file. Or, or And we, we would see this, you know, because in my past life, I had the same thing. I had this army of, of onesie, twosie loan officers, and they'll, like, they'll leave a file, like, laying on their couch for two weeks. Like, you know, they go meet with the client down at Starbucks, and they get all their documentation, and then they just, like, they leave it under a couch cushion and completely forget about it. And, like, a week before closing, like, oh, I'm going to close the Johnson file. It's been on my couch for two weeks. What am I going to do? You know, or, or the customer will email them in the documents and, you know, they, they check the email on their iPhone because they're out on the golf course and they completely forget about it. And then two, three weeks later, like, oh, I forgot the Johnson. You know, this happens all the time in our industry. And it's why so many loans get screwed up at the last minute, which is why we have to come out with our closing acceleration program and clean up their mess. So when the guy working for the other lender lets your file sit under his couch cushion for two, three weeks, and then a week before closing goes to the, the agent and says, oh, we're not going to be able to close on time. He makes up some crazy excuse. Uh, and now you're going to miss your closing date. And a lot of those clients then come to us and we close them in five or six days because we're organized, we're structured, we have a system, you know, mm-hmm. and all this makes such a, a big difference in, in being more efficient, closing faster, giving better customer service, all because we have systems in place, we have efficiencies, and because everybody's right here. You know, the, 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 you don't have this guy working from home and then he's going to send the file to California and to New York. and it's, just, it, it's, it's inefficient and crazy. And the, and the funny thing is that's the way the industry has thrived because they preyed on the consumer not knowing any better. Mm-hmm. And they preyed on the idea that, well, well, I don't care if the guy works from home in his boxer shorts and is super unorganized and always screws up the files because he knows how to go get two or three clients a month. And if we have a million of them going getting two or three clients a month, we can do okay as a lender. And that's the old mentality. Ah. And so I'm bringing in the new mentality. And like I said, I'm not the only guy doing this. Right. There are some other lenders out there that have adopted this new this new strategy and this new whole thought process. And we're all doing really well and we're all doing it very successfully. We're, you know, we're actually achieving higher customer service ratings than the other guys. We're able to give considerably better deals than the other guys and we're growing faster than the other guys. So it is a great model and that's what we do here. And so if you're out there listening and maybe you're, you're thinking about buying a home, uh, give us a call. I'd love to give you the, the RP funding, strong pre-approval. You know, we can talk, Rob, about what, what makes our pre-approval so strong. Yeah. Uh, right now, if you're thinking about refinancing, we are still running my, my no closing cost special, the uh, RP $2.5 million closing cost giveaway. Uh, and so basically, I took $2.5 bucks out of my advertising budget, right? So I, I called up the local NBC station and said, hey, guys, I got to cancel. I got to cancel half a million dollars of advertising this year. 
And then I called up uh, two or three of the big radio conglomerates and uh, told them I need to, I need to pull a half a million out of you and uh, three quarters of a million out of here. And, uh, <laughs> and then I, I went to my direct mail guys and said, hey, we got to cut back the amount of direct mail we're sending. And I said, I cancel all these Google AdWords campaigns over here because I need two and a half million dollars freed up so I can use that money to pay closing costs on refinances so I can bribe consumers to leave their current lender and come over here. And, and why am I doing this? Because I know if I wow you, right? When I, so I, I, I make you an irresistible offer. You can refinance with no closing costs at our great RP funding rates, right? That's the irresistible offer. And so then I get you in here and I wow you with our service and I, I, I allow you to show all the skeptics because everybody's got the skeptic, right? Like, oh, oh, I, yeah. oh I, I heard that RP funding. I heard they hide the fees uh, under your pillow at night, you know, or <laughs> I heard they hide the fees, uh, you know, on the back end of your loan, or they hide the fees in a second mortgage or a lien. And we don't, we don't hide the fee. There are none. I pay them. And so when you see that, right? And so when you come to closing and you close and you see that there really were no fees, period, on this refinance that I really paid everything, now you get to go back and tell those skeptics that they were wrong. Right. And now you get to go tell your friends and your family and you get to go shout from rooftops how amazing of a deal you got on a refinance through RP funding. And and by you telling all those people, guess what? We get more business. We get busier. And I think that type of advertising, I think that spend, I think investing two and a half million dollars in being able to show customers how great of a job we do. And that I do exactly what I say I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. And that when I say there's no fees, there's no fees. And if I say there's no closing costs, there's no closing costs. Regardless of what the skeptics say, regardless of what the naysayers say, regardless of what the doubters and the competitors and the other mortgage guys who are scared to death say, you can come in here and see there are absolutely no fees. I did what I said I was going to do. And now you can go spread the word. And that is more valuable to me than the commercials I would have gotten on NBC mm-hmm. and the radio spots I would have gotten over here on these stations and the, the, the pay-per-click I would have gotten through Google and the direct mail we could have sent out through the U.S. Postal Service, your word of mouth after I show you what an amazing process we have and what an amazing job we have and, and how much money we can save you. And you can go tell your friends and family that is more valuable to me than anything else. And that's why I'm investing this $2.5 million in paying all the closing costs when you refinance through RP funding. And so if you're out there listening... And maybe you've been on the sidelines and you haven't refinanced yet. And maybe you tried to refinance and you got shocked by the amount of crazy fees that that mortgage guy was trying to charge you. Call us right now and let me show you what a better deal looks like. Yeah, let me give that phone number one more time. It's 855-773-8634. That's how you reach the Robert Palmer family of companies. 855-773-8634. Easy number. Toll free. 855-773-8634. And you'll find that customer service begins when the person picks up that phone. And you're going to find that it's a friendly conversation and nobody's trying to steal your money or have a hidden agenda. Everybody's just working for you because that's how they make their money, right? Well, you know, uh, a few moments ago, I was talking about the rules and I got to rule number three. Rule number four in our Saving Thousands Rules to Success that are based on Robert Palmer's years and years of looking over credit scores and looking over mortgage applications and just kind of discussing with people some of those financial traps that they may have fallen into that can make the difference between a 500 credit score and an 850 credit score. And that can make all the difference in a home loan, a credit card, even your auto insurance. Sounds a little bit crazy, doesn't it? So rule number four is don't abuse credit, but don't fear it either. There are too many people to walk around and say, oh, I'm scared of credit. I don't know what to do. And yet there are also too many people that are out there charging a credit card up to its max and then failing to pay it back. So you don't want to be either. You want to have credit cards, benefit from the rewards, benefit from the time it gives you to pay for something, but never abuse that right. Okay. And that privilege. Number five is if you know their tricks, they just don't work. There are financial companies out there that are for-profit universities out there. There are any number of companies that work day and night just to take your money. Well, if you know those tricks and you know it going in, you're going to be the one that is managing the operation. When you go in to buy that car, you're going to be the one in charge. You go for that home loan, you're going to be in charge. But Robert, you know, we talk a lot about people calling the company and we want them to feel like when they call here, there's no threat. There's no hidden agenda. We want them to call here because we want them to see how refreshing it is to call a company that is 100% dedicated to serving them. 
Well, Rob, I want to tell them exactly what's going to happen when they call. Oh no, let's walk them through it. Like, okay. I, I don't, I don't, there, there's no, there's no hidden anything here. There's no. I'm going to give you play by play, right? So you're listening right now, and maybe you didn't pick up the phone because you're you're not sure how this goes, and you're not ready to commit to anything. Sure. And we don't want any commitments. We don't want any money. Here's what we're going to do for you. You're going to call us up eight five five seven seven three eight six three four. First off, uh, one of my wonderful uh, customer service people is going to answer the phone. And they're going to greet you very pleasantly. And if they don't, I want to know about it. No, they do. They do a great job. They're great. We listen to the calls. Uh, they, they are. We get so many compliments on our customer service team. And so they're going to kind of get some basic information. Are you looking to refinance? Are you looking to purchase? What are you looking to do? Because they want to put you in touch with the right loan officer, right? Because we have 28 loan officers here. Each one has a little bit of different special, you know, specials. Each one has a little mm-hmm. bit different niche. Some of them are better at refi. Some are better at purchase. Some are better at helping people cash out and make decisions. Some are better at helping people reduce their terms. It, it really depends on what you know, how they click with the consumer. And so the customer service team gets a little bit of information from you that they're going to pass you over a loan officer. Now that loan officer is not going to try to get your credit card number out of you. They're not going to try to get you to commit. They're not going to hand you a pen and stare at you and sign the papers. You know, wow. would you, would you like to sign on Tuesday or would you like to sign on Wednesday? I don't want to sign anything ever. Thanks for asking. Right. So, but what they are going to do is they're going to provide you with information because I can come here on the radio and I can give you general terms and I can talk about general swaths of, well, you can shorten your term. You can take cash out. You can lower your payment, right? These are all things that could potentially happen. The way those apply to different consumers is different. What's your home worth? How much do you owe? What's your current interest rate? How many years are left on your mortgage? I don't know any of these things. Right. So they will. So they're going to ask you these questions and then they're going to show you what that looks like. So if you say, well, well hey, uh, Bobby, you know, what's it going to look like if I cut five years off the back of my mortgage? What's that going to make my payment today? Or, hey, Julie, if I uh, if I want to take cash out to pay off my credit cards, what's that going to do to my payment? What's that interest rate going to look like, right? Or, hey, Tom, you know, I'm just trying to lower my payment and take advantage of today's low interest rates. What does that look like? And they're going to provide you with the hard numbers. They're going to show you how much you can borrow or how little you can borrow, how many years you'll have to pay it back, what those payments look like, what those closing costs look like. And they do all this completely free. We don't charge anything for this. We don't try to strong arm you into giving us a credit card up front or get an application fee out of you. We never charge an application fee. My staff is here to provide you with information the same way I am. They're going to do it on a much more personalized basis because they're going to look at your situation with you. And then guess what? If one of those situations makes sense, if the idea of taking that cash out under the terms that that Bobby tells you or Julie tells you or Tom tells you makes sense for your financial situation, then we are here to help you facilitate that transaction. That's it. You know, there's no pushy sales. There's no strong because we don't have to do any of that. You know why we don't have to do any of that? Because we don't charge any fees and we give people a great deal. And right now we don't even charge any closing costs. We have people basically asking us to do business with us. We don't have to play games. We don't Mm -hmm. have to use sales tactics. And that's how I built this company. Guess what? The guy across town who's going to try to hit you for $10,000 in closing costs and $5,000 in lender fees and prepayment penalties and adjustable rates and all this other garbage, he's got a strong sell. He's got to have a really good close. He's got to hand you that pin and look you in the eye and hope you don't ask any questions and sign the paperwork. Mm -hmm. My staff doesn't have to do any of that. Because we're helping people do what's right, what's good for them. So it's easy. And so if you want to find out what that looks like, if you want to know what your personal situation looks like, completely free, there's no cost, pick up the phone right now, talk to one of my experts, let them walk you through what a refinance with no closing costs and a great low rate could do for you. 855-773-8634. Pick up the phone right now. Be ready to have a 10 to 15 minute conversation. Mm -hmm. Or if you only got five minutes, start the conversation, have them call you back later tonight. They're flexible. They're here to serve you. 855-773-8634, 855-RP-Funding, or shoot over to rpfunding.com. You can apply online from your mobile phone. It's really quick. It's not like a full-blown application, Rob. It's basically just almost like requesting a callback. You put some right. basic information in, and we're going to call you back. And the reason I want you to do that is if you're in a position where you can't talk right now, life's going to happen today. You're going to get busy. You're going to forget. You're driving home. You get a flat tire. The, the kids have to get picked up from school early because they're sick. Whatever goes on, life happens. You forget. If you go on your phone right now and you put your information in, then we'll call you. And then if you forget, we're calling you so we can help you remember. 855-773-8634 or go to rpfunding.com. See, this can be kind of fun. Yeah, that's right. Learning and becoming empowered about finance is really easier than you thought. We're not talking about harvard or yale economic strategies and all that sort of thing we're talking about everyday finances we're talking about the fact that you earn money you know you're working your 40 50 60 hours a week and the money's coming in but you've got to be very careful about where that money goes then and so that's what this is all about this is just a friendly bit of advice to help you through that weird weird wacky world out there where people are just trying to take your money 
I mean, it's almost like a cartoon. You walking down the street with money falling out of your pocket or people just trying to pick your pocket or get you conned into some kind of a show game. It's crazy out there. So that's why Robert's on the radio. That's what we do, what we do. And that is why we expand that now to the savingthousands.com website. You have to write out the word thousands, but it's savingthousands.com. Now, on that site, there's a lot of tools. I mean, that is a virtual warehouse of financial empowerment tools. One of the tools is the archived radio shows. That's right. You can go to savingthousands.com. You'll see a tab that says archives. Click on the tab and you will see a list of radio shows by topic. There's somewhere over 400 hours of radio shows that we have access to. (laughs) Pretty big list, huh? But they're all categorized about, you know, what kind of topic do you want? Like some of the top trending ones right now are taking control of your credit score, putting your credit cards to work for you, the various types of home loans, and the very loan process. What steps do you have to take to get that loan? And it's really easier than you think once you've had the explanation of the process. And here's an important one, how you can take control of the closing. A lot of people go into closing totally intimidated. Well, there's no reason for that. You can listen to these shows on demand by simply visiting savingthousands.com. Robert, I love it when you talk about the importance of us doing our homework before we enter into any financial deal. So yesterday I was sitting uh, in a board meeting uh, for the Better Business Bureau. I'm on the board of directors for the Central Florida BBB, and I'm the director of the marketing committee because I know a little bit about marketing, apparently. And uh, and so this reminded me that early in the, the radio shows, I mean, four or five years ago, one of the big things I used to encourage people to do was to, to check out the reviews and check out companies. And we haven't talked about that in a while. So I want to go over that. That's going to be our next rule, uh, which is to, you know, to check out, uh, check the references of companies you're going to do business with. Uh, you know, so if you are looking at, you know, getting into a new cell phone deal, if you're looking at getting a mortgage, if you're going to get a credit card before you do that, I want you to check out the company, check their references. And so as I'm building the Saving Thousands credit card guide, we're doing that for you, right? We're going to check all these companies out. Mm-hmm. But the way we do this is we Google the name of the company or Yahoo. It, what, is that even a verb? See, Googling has become a verb. I don't know that Yahooing. Yahooing sounds like sitting on your couch eating Cheetos, drink, you know, drinking a, a Mountain Dew. Up in the Ozarks. Right? Right? Uh, you're right. Oh. Yahooing. Look, Yahooing. At this, look at this Yahoo over here. And whatever. <laughs> right. Yahooing. So we're going to go with Googling. So I want you to Google the company name followed by the word scam, right? Google the company name, followed by the word reviews. Google the company name, followed by, uh, let's see, we've got scam reviews and, what's my other one, Rob? Scam reviews and complaints. Complaints. And complaints, that was a big right? One. And so what will happen is all of these, so when you just Google a company's name, you, you tend to get like the good stuff, yeah, right? I mean, their stuff. they, they kind of control what shows up then. Uh, but when you throw in complaints or reviews or scam, you tend to get a whole different set of stuff, right? And so this is stuff we need to check out. The other thing I think is important is Google the company name followed by BBB, right? So you can get their Better Business Bureau. You know, I, I think that the younger generation and a lot of people today, Rob, have kind of forgotten about the Better Business they Bureau. Have. But it's such a powerful resource, uh, you know, to check out businesses because, you know, they – they, they take the complaints, they get involved, they help get those resolved. I mean, it, it, it's a great process. That's why I got involved on their board of directors, because it's something I really believe in. Uh, and in the early days of RP funding, it was great for my business, because when, when no one had heard of us yet, when we didn't have a brand yet, uh, we used the BBB credibility to overcome a lot of people's skepticism. Oh, you have no fees? This sounds too good to be true. I've never heard of you. You know, are you in a, you know, are you in some foreign country and you're going to steal my credit card number? Right? <laughs> and we would say, hey, you know, check us out with the Better Business Bureau and you'll see. Uh, and so I, I think a lot of consumers uh, get resolution to issues when when they work with it. Because if you have a better business bureau uh, accredited business and, and they upset you and you complain, they are going to deal with it because they don't want to lose their their – they're being accredited with the Better Business Bureau. Uh, and then, two, even if they're not a member, there's a lot of complaints and things you can see. There's been a couple companies locally where, you know, based on these complaints, consumers missed and, and were able to avoid scams – uh, things like some of the scammy timeshare resales going on oh, out yeah. there, uh, some of the scammy foreclosure defense stuff that was going on out there. So uh, I think that's a good thing to Google as well. So that's going to be in our rule. We're gonna we're gonna check their references, which means we're gonna Google the company name followed by BBB for Better Business Bureau, or we can just go straight to the Better Business Bureau website and check them out. 
Uh, we're going to put the company name and scams, the company name and complaints, and the company name and reviews. Mm-hmm. And and that's how we're going to check the references. And it's amazing how almost every entity out there, some stuff is going to show up, right? And what I would almost tell you is if a company doesn't have something negative, be fishy. I mean, you yeah. know, like be concerned. Like maybe they haven't been in business long enough to acquire because, look, you, you can't make everybody happy. True. Trust me, I, I try. We, I bend over backwards. We do so much with customer satisfaction reviews. You know, we we ask for a customer. You know, we ask for a rating at initial phone call. We ask for a rating at closing. We base bonuses on those. We track it and we slice and dice the data. And I look for patterns. And, and we still can't make everybody happy. It's just not possible. And so, if a company doesn't have anything negative out there anywhere, then be be nervous if that company really does any business or really even yeah. it really even is legit and exists. Because everybody, I mean, I, I believe everybody should have some customer who wasn't just 100% happy, right? If you oh, yeah. if you look at a company and there's a thousand reviews and they're all five star, I'm just gonna, not possible. I mean, there is not, it's not possible. Because there, see, there are companies out there who will manufacture these reviews. This is another big thing. So they, they call it reputation management. That's their fancy word for, we're gonna make up a bunch of fake reviews to make your company look better. So you gotta watch out for that too. Uh, and, and so, you know, it, again, we've got to use our brain. We've got to use our reasoning skills as humans uh, to figure out if something looks legit or not. But we've got to do this research. And, and you you'll can you can tell. I mean, you know, what we're really looking for here when we're checking references is the slew of just ridiculous negative, right? I mean, just customer after customer who is complaining and upset and not getting resolution. You know, uh, an F with the BBB because they've gotten so many complaints oh. that they never answered you know, these are the types of situations we're looking for when we're checking the references on businesses. Because, you know, if, if we're shopping around, but we're dealing with a scammy company, then that's not going to do us any good. You know, if, if we're waiting the three days, but at the end of the three days, we're going to go back and do business with a scammy company. That's not going to do us any good. So this this new rule of checking the references is very important uh, for my financial ninjas out there to make sure that, that we are not getting taken advantage of and that we are going to get the goods and services and the deal that we think there are. And you'd be amazed. This really applies heavily to financial services. Uh, you know, you know, if you right now, if you if some guy named Bernie Madoff approached you about investing with him, and you Google his name and scam, you're gonna get a a whole Jeez. handful of articles that you could read to know better. Because uh, I mean, there there could be some people out there who didn't hear about that, and you know, obviously he's in jail. But you get my, you get my point, yeah. Rob. You understand where I'm going with this. And 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 two, there there's people who maybe had issues in the past, right? So uh, we we had this recently. We were checking a company out and and found a bunch of, of stuff from like four or five years ago. And this guy had like just come off of like a five year ban from his industry, oh. you know. And and again, it's just it's always good to do this research and check the references on companies. Well, I really like the BBB approach because you know, as well as people filling their site with something good about themselves, there are people who will threaten you and say, "Hey, I'm going to come after you, Robert Palmer, and I'm just going to fill up all these complaints." But the Better Business Bureau, having to vet these and investigate them, knows where the truth is. Yeah, we, I, you know, I've been approached over the years by a lot of companies trying to sell, uh, you know, review sites or review places, mm-hmm. and, and that is the big concern. And I, I'm personally, obviously, very comfortable with the Better Business Bureau. It's why I very agreed to much. be on their board of directors, uh, because over the over the six or seven years, we've had uh, a lot of haters, you know, usually competitors. I was going to say, you yeah. know, who would file false complaints about us. And the BBB does a great job of, of saying, okay, well, do you this person never did business with you, or we can't even verify this person exists. And so that's nice. Where, where with a Yelp review or the Google reviews, you don't have that. I mean, and there's been a lot of stories in the news about this happening where a competitor will go file a bunch of negative reviews about against you know another car dealership or against a competing uh, company, whatever it is. And uh, it, it is, it's just, it's, it's amazing how there are always people who are going to try to take advantage of the system. And that's why we've got to be on our toes and we've got to be sharper consumers because that's the thing you've got to understand is the source you're looking at something you can trust, right? So we're talking about about checking reviews. Well, if the site that you're getting your reviews from isn't credible, yeah. right, you know, then that doesn't do you any good. And that can go in both directions. Either the company is manufacturing their own because you'll see this too. You know, there's some review sites out there that, that are completely made up just for that company. Uh, so they can control the content. Sure. And on the flip side, you've got review sites who you've got a bunch of fake reviews that are negative from the competitor. Uh, the Better Business Bureau does a great job of of weighing those out. Uh, and so, and again, this it's, it's as a consumer, it's using all this information and putting it together and trying to get the best picture possible of a company. Uh, but the more knowledge we have, the better off we are. And I think this is an important part 
of shopping around, of making sure we're getting the right credit cards, the right student loans, the right car loans, the right mortgages, uh, the right everything financial. If you're going to sign up for uh, credit monitoring, you know, uh, you, you check out MyFICO versus Credit Karma oh. versus, uh, you know, freecreditscore.com or, you know, whoever the guys mm-hmm. are that play the guitar on the, the commercials, uh, you know, and see what other people's experiences have been. And if you put in these words, reviews, Better Business Bureau, scam, uh, all of that's going to give you a much better picture and some insight into those companies. And you know, when you think about it, it is easier than ever to do the reviews and do the research on companies a lot easier now than it was for our parents. I mean, for them, they had to do a lot of questioning of, of their neighbors or whatever it was. But now, I mean, with the Better Business Bureau, with the internet, with things like Google and with things like all of the sites out there, it's really easy to find out information on companies But don't fall for one of those sites that mislead people simply because they want companies to pay to be on their site. So you still have to be careful out there. You know, I was talking a while ago about the radio shows that are archived at savingthousands.com. Well, we also archive some great articles. You see, there's an entire research team that behind the scenes is working on this radio show, and they're working to help the loan officers, and they're also working on savingthousands.com and various publications. Those writers come up with some great, informative, easy-to-read articles that you'll find at savingthousands.com. Right now, one of the top trending articles is what documents do I need when I want to apply for a mortgage? Great article. And everybody needs that, right? All right, here's one. How much home can I really afford? I mean, a lot of things go into that owning of a home. It's a lot more than just the mortgage. So how much home can you afford? Great article. All right, here's one. Can I take out a loan while waiting to close? In other words, you've applied for a mortgage at a good mortgage company like RP Funding. You've applied, and so they say, yeah, you're qualified for a $180,000 home. So all of a sudden, you feel really empowered, and you go out and buy some new furniture on, on a loan, or you buy a new car. Well, that can be a real problem. So you need to read the article to get more about that. But Robert, right now, Let's talk about one of the newer rules that we have on the Saving Thousands Rules to Success, and that is buy a home with a 30-year mortgage, but as soon as you possibly can, refinance your loan to a 15. Can you tell us about that? What what I found in all my experience, I mean, I've been working with people on mortgages and and really living in this world for a long time, and and when people buy the right amount of home up front, uh, they don't they don't move out as quickly. They don't leave as quickly, right? Uh, you know, so if, if you, I mean, I don't know that we even have that many two-bedroom, two-bath houses out there anymore. They're out there. You know, so if, if you're very payment conscious and the first home you buy is a two-bedroom, two-bath, and you're not willing to keep it as a rental property, right? A lot of people say, you know what, Robert, I just don't want to mess with that. I understand I can build wealth, but I don't want to deal with the hassle of having to collect rents and, and hire a property manager. And that just does not sound appealing to me at all. Uh, so when I'm done with a house, I'm going to sell it. I'm not going to keep it. I'm not going to rent it out. That's just not for me. Uh, I think that's a mistake, but I understand there are people that feel that way. So if you buy a, a two-bedroom, two-bath house, right, it's really hard to raise a family in a two-bedroom, two-bath house. And and so you're kind of setting yourself up to have to make another move, where if someone bought a, you know, a four-bedroom, three-bath house, right, now they've got some room to grow. Now, look, I am not advocating going out there and, and, and strapping yourself and buying too much house. And the reason I don't even worry about that anymore, Rob, is as an industry, we won't let you do that anymore, right? Mm-hmm. There, there are no more stated income loans. I mean, there's a, a couple out there, but no, no reputable institutions uh, are doing stated income loans. It's all this kind of back of the envelope. We're going to sell you the house under an LLC so we can skirt the law, and it's a big mess. But so there's no more stated income. There's no more negative amortization. See, th- these were all the tricks that mortgage companies use to help people buy too much house. So what I will tell you is if, if we qualify you for it in today's guidelines, in today's market, then you could afford it, okay? And, and so buying the right amount of house, buying the amount of house you can afford, uh, but on the upper end of your scale, I think is, is a good decision. Now, I'm not talking about go crazy and you know max yourself out and you need this lavish house, but if you're looking at a two-bedroom, two-bath house or a three-bedroom, two-bath house or a four-bedroom, two-bath or a four-bedroom, three-bath house, You've got to think about the long-term implications. You've got, you know, I would even advocate, hey, maybe move a little further outside of of town and get the bigger house so that you have room to grow into it. Uh, Because again, the the worst thing that can happen is you buy the two-bedroom, two-bath house today, 
and then all of a sudden uh, you're expecting twins and you decide that the two-bedroom, two-bath house just isn't going to work and now you've got to quickly sell it and buy another house and now you're going to experience the sales costs, the soft costs, right? The cost to hire a real estate agent or the cost to try to market the property yourself, the cost to pay the closing costs on behalf of the buyer, which happens in most cases. Uh, you know, there's doc stamps, there's taxes in Florida that the seller pays. There's all these costs, the moving in, the moving out costs. Uh, and so if you buy two little house up front, uh, you, you're more likely to find yourself in this situation of needing to move out too soon, needing to sell too soon, and negating the financial benefits. Remember, the whole point of this conversation is the financial side of home ownership, right? I'm not talking about the emotional side, you know, that, that a home is a great place to raise a family and a home is a great place to put down roots and the stability it brings to your life. I'm talking purely financial. Buying a home and reselling it too quickly costs you money because there are our costs involved in buying and selling real estate. It's, it's a reality. It's a fact of life. So where I wish, you know, I, I would, I, the reason I don't tell people, Rob, to go ahead and buy the home on the 15-year mortgage up front uh, is because that's going to limit how much house you can buy, and you're probably going to find yourself buying less house, and you're probably going to find yourself buying a level of house that you are not happy with, and now you are going to have to sell that house too quickly, uh, which is a big financial mistake. So we start on the 30-year mortgage. Because look, I'm a big fan of the 15-year mortgage. I, you know, I think people should try to pay homes off. I think it's, I think it's a big deal. I think having that mortgage-burning party that's gone away is huge. I think if we had all, instead of upgrading to McMansions in 2003, four, and five, had upgraded ourselves to shorter-term mortgages, uh, we would be sitting here with a bunch of free and clear houses right now, instead of a recovery from a housing crisis. So the 15-year mortgage is powerful, but I don't think it's the right tool to use when you're buying your first home because it's going to limit your buying power, right? Mm -hmm. And and so so you buy the home on the 30-year, right? And and maybe you stretch 50 bucks a month or 75 bucks a month a little bit. You stretch a little bit so you can get the three-bedroom or the four-bedroom instead of the two-bedroom. So it's something that you can really be happy in, right? And now three years down the road, uh, you're making a little more money, right? You know, everybody's getting some kind of raises. Everybody's doing a little better at work year after year, even if it's not a lot. Some people do really well. You know, some people from the time they buy their first home, uh, to when they, uh, three years later, uh, they're making substantially more money. You know, maybe they've gone into a supervisor role or a management role or a senior management role. You know, these, these things happen in people's careers. And so the, the circumstances you were in when you bought the first house, right? And so they, again, this is where if you bought the two bedroom house, you're like, well, I, I'm a manager now. I got to get a bigger house. I'm going to sell this thing and buy a new one. You just cost yourself money, right? So if you buy the little bit bigger house up front. And so again, let's put ourselves back in that kind of first time home buyer situation. Uh, your down payment is probably low, right? Most people are putting down three and a half percent, five percent, and so they're going to have mortgage insurance, right? And maybe your credit score wasn't all that great at the time. I'm not, I'm not saying bad, but it wasn't perfect, right? So maybe your credit score was in the six sixty to six eighty range. So the interest rate was a little bit higher, the PMI was a little bit higher, and now three years later, you're making more money at work. You've been listening to the show, so you've improved your credit score, and you're up in the seven hundreds now. And your home value has gone up and the balance has gone down. So now you're in a situation where you could refinance to a 15-year loan, eliminate the PMI, get a great rate because your credit score is better, and you can afford the extra couple bucks a month to go to a 15-year, right? And, and now you're going to pay the home off. If we had 30 years and we've been there for three, we had 27 left. So if we go to a 15-year, we're going to cut 12 years off of the backside of this mortgage. Mm -hmm. You're going to own that home free and clear 12 years sooner. Now, a lot of people say, well, Robert, in the, in the 15 year, you're going to double my payment. You know, if 30 years costs, you know, $1,000, doesn't that mean 15 years will cost $2,000 a month? Doesn't it double the payment because it cuts it in half? And the answer is no. Uh, because of the way interest compounds and because of the fact that the 15 year uh, mortgage rates are lower than the 30 year mortgage rates, uh, the increase isn't all that great. And then we take into account that you probably had PMI and now you're not going to need it this time around, right? So let's just run a quick example here, Rob. Let's say somebody bought a house for $100,000 three years ago. Right. The, uh, the Let's say they got a 4.5% rate, which three years ago, probably about where they would have been, two and a half years ago, somewhere mm -hmm. in there. Uh, you know, again, maybe their credit score wasn't perfect, so the rate's a little bit higher because they had a credit score that was below a 740. Uh, so at that 4.5% rate, $100,000 mortgage, the principal and interest would be $507. And let's say they did an FHA loan, so they're going to have the mortgage insurance of $112, okay? So we're looking at a total payment before the taxes and insurance 
of $617. Okay? $617. Bucks. All right. Three years later, they're going to owe around 98000 on that house. If they bought it three years ago from now, the home has gone up in value significantly, so they would be able to refinance and get rid of that PMI. And so let's say today they go into a a 15-year loan, and that rate's going to probably be somewhere in the three-and-a-quarter range because, again, the 15-year rates are lower. We're going to assume their credit score is higher, and we're going to assume they now have enough equity to eliminate the PMI. So the new payment, the new payment is going to be $689. That's it. We were paying 617 because we had private mortgage insurance. That was on a 30-year. And now three years later, with a good credit score, what rates have done, everything else, uh, a 15-year loan would only cost you $72 more per month. So for 72 bucks more a month, you can cut the last 12 years off of your mortgage. So much right? money too. And and we're talking that's 80 90,000, right? Yeah. So the, you know, the the 72 bucks a month is going to cost you, you know, 15 grand over the next, you know, 15 years roughly. But it's going to save you $85,000, $90,000 in payments for those 12 years afterwards. You know, and, and again, for uh, most people can find an extra 72 bucks in the, in their in their monthly bills. You know, if, if you're, say you bought, it was a $200,000 house, double all those numbers, right? So now you're talking as 144 bucks a month to cut 170,000 off the back end of the mortgage. So, I mean, it's just, it's so powerful. And so many people don't take advantage of this and they, you know, they don't look at the power of refinancing into a shorter term loan. Well, Robert, we've done it again. I can't believe it. We packed a lot of information into 55 minutes I tell you that. And again, folks, we're glad you listened in today. We hope that you will visit savingthousands.com. Become further empowered. And if you have friends that you know could use this information, oh, all of us do. We've got that friend that's coming up to us on a Wednesday or Thursday saying, uh, hey, could you spot me 20 till uh, payday? Or, you know, saying, oh, gosh, I wish I could go out to lunch with you guys, but I kind of brown bagged it today because I've run out of money. Well, you know, if you know some people like that, simply turn them on to Saving Thousands with Robert Palmer. Have them visit the website at savingthousands.com. Have them ask RP because there's there's no obligation. Nobody's trying to get your name for a list. We're not trying to sell you anything. We just want to be there when you need anything, whether it's information or a mortgage or advice. Maybe you're already tied up with a lender. Maybe you're tied up with a realtor, but if you just want to bounce some questions off of our people, well, that's what they do. They answer questions. So take advantage of the Saving Thousands organization and take advantage of the Robert Palmer family of companies. We're offering it. Take advantage of it. Okay? So remember, you've got those Saving Thousands rules to success. You have our Saving Thousands radio show right here on this very radio station. And oh, by the way, If you get out from the reach of this radio station and you still want to listen to Saving Thousands with Robert Palmer, it's very easy. If you go to Saving Thousands, the website, you will find a list of affiliate stations that you can hear us on in the South. And if you get beyond the Southern United States, as we continue to grow, we'll be in all the states soon. But as we grow, if you need a good outlet for Saving Thousands, real simple, just go to iHeartRadio and just say, Robert Palmer in the search engine, Robert Palmer. And you can listen to saving thousands just like my mom does 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Remember we're all saving thousands with Robert Palmer.